0: This is space. This is the final frontier. These are the cases before the court. Its mission, legislate strange new crimes, seek out new perpetrators and new defendants, to jurisprudently go where no law has gone before. This is the People versus Star Trek Voyager.
1: People vs. Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of
0: no one. For
2: the defense.
0: Commander Matthias Zapp Spurlock, Starfleet Pro Bono Legal Fund. Prosecution.
1: Commodore 512 John Q. Continuum, Esquire.
2: Judge. The Honorable Midnightian, later. May it please the court. Case on the docket is 308 Future's End Part 1. Stardate Unknown. Original Air Date 11 696. Order in the court. As is well known to all here, these proceedings are being broadcast to the once and future Kingdom of Zeal. So I expect a civil tone and a consummate of professionalism. No rancor, no ribaldry, and not even a sniff of the lemongrass. The question before the court is this. Is Star Trek Voyager a misunderstood gem or just plain, tawdry garbage? Now your opening arguments. Keep them brief.
1: Thank you, Your Honor. I will indeed be brief. Future's End, Part 1. Ooh, boy. This is one... Groovy episode. Did I say that right? Groovy? Is that the word you use when something is the worst thing ever? Like Tuvok in a do-rag, kind of terrible. If so, then this is indeed the grooviest episode to ever exist. Thank you.
2: Commander Spurlock.
0: Your Honor, what we have in this episode is an opportunity to experience the mid-1990s, an era long considered by historians and anthropologists to be humanity's cultural apex. Yes, time travel episodes always bring along uh, a host of temporal and logical contradictions, but what they don't always bring is fun. And Future's End Part 1 is fun. The writers had fun. The actors are having fun. And I'd advise this jury not to fight the fun. Whether we like it or not, Voyager is boarding the time train back to 1996. Come on, ride that train, Your Honor. It's a choo-choo train.
2: Now the evidence will be presented in the format agreed upon by the Fairfax Addendum to the Kidmer Accords. Audio recordings of three white guys interrupting each other. Play the holocron.
1: Come on, ride that train. And ride it. Do-do-do. Come on, ride that train. And ride
0: it. Earth. Welcome back. Welcome to Earth. To, well, we don't we don't actually start in the '90s. We start in the '60s for the nineteen cold open. Nineteen sixty-seven. Far out, man. Far out, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: we see nineteen sixty-seven. Heavily behippied Ed Earth. Begley Jr. Yep. I was not paying attention in this part very well because I didn't even notice that
0: that was him. Why aren't you a nam, boy? That's the first question in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Me
2: me, me too. Um, So we have this stoner guy at a campfire. Probably bone spurs. Playing drums on his pots and pans. Um, We see very specifically a rose tattoo on his arm. Indeed we do. It's shown to us. I know that it's important. I know how television works. Right. Got it. We're going to see that tattoo again. This is significant for a really obvious reveal. Yeah. <laughs> later in this episode. Uh, something crashes. We don't see it crash. We just see his reaction and like lights and sound. Far out. Far out. Okay. <laughs> they could have maybe given us,
0: I don't know, shown us as it was a ship or something. I mean, for all we know, it could have been a gas line that exploded.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um,. I wasn't imme- – I didn't immediately glom on just from the title, which is really a little dumb, that this was a time travel mm-hmm. episode. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, cool. Is this going to be like – because in the very next scene when they see the time ship for the first time, it looks very like classic 1950s UFO yeah. look. Mm-hmm. When they see it from a distance, was like, oh, is this going to be a weird like the history of UFOs sort of episode? It's not what it was, and I'm not mad about it, but yeah. I was like – it threw me off a little bit. <laughs> Which is easy to do. The cold sure. open could have been a little less cold. They could have it was a little, little more to tease what was going to happen. It's like, okay. So then we, after the cold open, we come back to a cute-ass scene mm-hmm. of Kate Mulgrew nobly having trying to make it look real hard to hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket <laughs>
0: oh gosh oh,
2: and space uh, spaced it's future tennis too it's, it's not a, just like a the racket's also bigger the ball looks like it has
0: the ball the little on it like how this. does she actually miss that well maybe she's just practicing the motion of
2: her swing no, or she, she wants to get it really just, trying to hit the ball just at she
0: the apex clearly she's
2: working on her serve she's tennis clearly. pros
0: at us on twitter let us know if clearly. this is a an exit
2: Tuvok has a good catch when he comes in. And then she tells us like, you know what? I'm taking up tennis again, which we, we got that weird random detail before that she used to play with tennis. and got real mad when she lost that match and walked Home nine in miles rain. in the rain mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Right. But he's going to take up tennis again. And he's like, well, if you play tennis, you need to like keep your eye on the ball and all this stuff. He's like, oh, you play tennis? He's like, no, it's just simple physics, Captain. Yeah. I'm don't like, don't Vulcan explain Tuvok. If she's played
0: any tennis at all, she knows that you hit the ball at the apex.
1: Did you say tennis?
0: Tennis. <laughs> She plays Tainus. I don't know why that's so funny. Because it sounds like anus. In the future. Like taint, <laughs> and it's anus. called tainus. combined, Words evolve, okay? The by, the, by the time you get to the 24th century, it's called tainus. <laughs> wait, wait. Canonical. Hashtag. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Seska lives. Is, is, tainus. Hashtag but tainus.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, is tennis
0: called tainus or is the taint called tainus? No, oh, no. Yeah. They don't change the word for the taint, but tennis is called tainus. There's a
1: better... There's a better uh, you heard the, the phrase
2: Biffin's Bridge? <laughs> hey, Jesus uh, no. Christ. Well, I goodbye, everybody. It was a good run. <laughs> have, a, have a nice life. Remember that time we got to do a live show at Dragon Con? That's never going to happen again. Yeah. Well, red alert. Janeway to the bridge. Yes. Let's move away from this moment. There's a spatial rift. They can tell that it's artificially generated. Something's coming out. I thought it was a cool like 1950s flying saucer it was not no it's got it's just a regular old ship one occupant human occupant it's like a taint <laughs> it's like one <laughs> occupant human <laughs> it's got a federation signal and it fires on I do think this whole section where it fires on them once and takes out their whole shield yeah
1: grid. yeah the the and the 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 look of the blast was cool how they sort of show oh them, yeah 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 definitely
2: yeah. like yeah. On the, on the uh, and they try to use their phasers no effect and then they they change the polarity of something. They move the knob so that he can't hurt them. And then he hails them. And it's a guy named Captain Braxton. I'm from 500 years into the future. This is my time ship. Lower your shields so I can kill you. Yes. My mission is your destruction. Like, because you're going to cause an explosion in the future that kills billions of people. I've come back to destroy you before that can happen. And this begins the paradox situation,
0: which <sighs>
2: we'll... we'll We'll kind of have it as read (laughs) that don't think about it too hard. Just go along with them. Time travel shows always have them. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to throw in, if they're the time cops of time. Yes. Isn't this like the most basic avoidable paradox? Yes. Like you creating the problem that you went back to fix?
0: Uh. Yeah, you'd think that that you would, would be think. something you'd learn in Time Cop Academy, right yeah. next to uh, don't make physical contact with past versions of yourself, Yeah, because this so we know that you from Time Cop, that, that's bad news. But I, I do think we can also <laughs> accept as an audience that Captain Braxton really sucks at his job. He's terrible. Because he gets his ass handed to him by Voyager here in a second. They send him spinning disabled mm-hmm, off into mm-hmm. a time vortex, yes. which would be kind of like if you took an Abrams tank into the 17th century and fought a horse and somehow lost. Right. That's basically what he has managed to do here. Yeah.
2: From the level of technology yeah. they've shown, yeah. If I had a really good
1: horse, I think I could win.
0: Well, I mean, Voyager's the horse in the in this analogy,
2: and they, they yeah, they disable I, his ship. I also love this little aside where Tuvok comes up, and is like, Captain, if what he's saying is true, she's like, I, if it, like, if he's telling the truth, she's like, I would need proof before I'd even consider it. I'm like, wait, hold up. So, you're saying there's a scenario where if he could convince you yeah. that your ship needs to, everyone needs to die right now or the future will be destroyed, you'd be like, all right, go ahead. Surely she's just putting off Tuvok.
0: Like, tu- she doesn't Tuvok, want to be be like, now. Tuvok, you're an idiot. So she's like, I well. Mean, they wouldn't have to die. They could just. He's there to kill them. He is trying to destroy their ship.
1: But couldn't they just get off the ship?
0: Live here forever? I mean, I think from Braxton's standpoint, as long as Voyager
2: exists, it is destined to do whatever it does, which... Right. Right. Well, maybe the, anyway, I just thought that was interesting that, like, I need proof. I'm like, it's not just... You don't get to blow us up. Yeah. Like, Um, so anyway,
1: I think it was more of, you don't get to blow us up after like a 30 second conversation. Yeah. Beam aboard. Let's talk about this before we commit. Especially when you started
2: with just attacking us. Yeah. So they all get pulled into the rift as we knew was going to happen, which is fine. This is a time travel episode. Let's get to the goods as quick as we can. There's another shot of that damn sucker tennis ball rolling around. Yes. Uh, the temporal rift closes behind them. So they don't have a way to leave. They're like, where are we? Home. Amazing. Hail Starfleet Command. Then they start picking up radio signals, which is a cool moment. And then she does – it kills me because they didn't know this in their vantage of 1996. They give the inspector space-time line – The question isn't where, but But when. when. And I was like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) That's the fun of time travel. You can't
0: escape it. Good face acting all around, though, with the the gut punch of being like, we're back at Earth. Oh, no. We're back at Earth 400 years
2: And then they're like, when are we? 1996. And I was excited Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh, they're going to go back to the 60s where we saw the crash landing. Yeah. No, no, no. Contemporary for the show, 1996, when it was being filmed. Los Angeles, 1996. Just run outside the studio for a few days, have a good time. So very excited, but let's. We'll save all the '90s stuff when we get there. Uh, surve- there's surveillance. They say, oh, hey, surveillance satellites and stuff." So like, reflect them so they don't see us. They. Oh, we're picking up some subspace signals from the city. Of Los Angeles. I wish
0: he had mispronounced it.
2: It would have been funny if you'd been like Los Angeles, Tried to spell it phonetically or something like that. Yeah. Um, And then the look on Janeway's face. We've got to go down there. Like, you can tell that it's like half like, well, we have to investigate because we need to find the time ship to get back. But also like, let's like just giddy excitement. Mm. Like, oh boy, we've got to go down there. Then they, she's like, "All right, everyone that's cool, come with me." Kim, you have the bridge. I'm like, "No, oh, <laughs> terrible." Oh, I'm Torres is right there.
0: Why don't you put Torres in command? I mean, I guess does he outrank her no, in the he, command structure? And he's an incident. she's a lieutenant. That's true. But he's uh, he's a bridge officer. He's a bridge is that officer. The difference, but he's not. Well, he is a bridge officer, but he's not like command qualified. He doesn't have the red jersey
2: yet. Yeah, but. I mean, they talk about it later where she's like, it's your decision, Harry. Well,
1: I think it makes sense because at any moment they could get into trouble and she would have to Go to the one
2: engine room, I guess. Go to the in- yeah. engineering. Yeah. It's I've, an interesting choice is what I would say. I mean, obviously they want to take down all the fun actors to go put on their 90s right. gear. And, and you have to take – you know,
0: finally, all the work they've put into establishing Paris as an expert on 20th century culture they've been building to this moment. Maybe they always knew they were going to do this episode, and that's why they started building that in like episode
2: three, season one. <laughs> I love it.
1: They built it in, but he's still kind of terrible. He, well, he, you know, he's
0: ballparking things.
2: Maybe, hey, <laughs> you know? he does about as well as any of us would do if all of a sudden we were in like 1860. Yeah, like we generally know so things how's that, that – that doesn't so happen a yet. A a know, like, this country will never the go. The law of northern war. aggression, you mean? Yeah. You know, like or whatever. <laughs> um, so, the um, so they get the line about him being the aficionado on 20th century America, and he's like, "Well, what? I, what do we need? Like nice clothes, a fast car, and lots of money." And I'm like, "Yeah, true. Yeah, it's the Especially 90s. The oh, the 90s, LA, and I will be like the first shot of them going to the 90s, which we're all close to the same age. So the 90s was high school for us." And I was like, I was not prepared for, and we we talked about this a little Mm -hmm. bit before, I wish more sci-fi shows, when they do a time travel episode, would go to whatever is modern for them when they're filming, because it was an amazing time capsule of the 90s. Admittedly, I wasn't in Los Angeles in the 90s, but I was like, wow. And so, those of you who watch it now, who are like, children are not alive in the 90s, none of that is exaggerated at all no like <laughs> Not that really. is exactly accurate i, I never the saw anyone cab- with the the guy that has boomboxes on his
0: boombox speakers on his ears like like your headphones, but the speakers yeah. are facing out. That <laughs> is not something I remember seeing. But we may not have had those on the East Coast. Fair,
2: <laughs> probably true. But the Wait, rest now of it, Starfleet Academy is an East Coast school. They've uh, established it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's an
0: East Coast school. <laughs> um, yeah. The you know Rottweilers, girl sitting on a skateboard playing a guitar. She's probably playing mm, some Cheryl Crow. I mean, that's all like, like what else? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I didn't see anything out of place, but I, I think the concentration was.
0: High to exaggerate. I mean know. they, wanted, the they joke. wanted you
1: They wanted you to know. Well, and maybe <laughs> I, I thought I thought
0: that too that they were trying to cram as many nineties visual cute. But maybe on like a a busy boardwalk in LA, maybe that is what it looked. I mean Sure. Could be.
2: No, they wanted the joke of like we I don't think I think we could have just worn our Starfleet uniforms and no one would have noticed. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Uh, yeah. But oh man, the fashion choices for the four people on the buddy club down here in Los Angeles. Wow, I laugh every. I've probably seen this
0: episode three times, and I laugh every time Tuvok first pops up. In what were
2: they thinking? <laughs> I think we would. We we talked about this a little bit. I think what they were probably thinking, like, okay, we don't want to dress him too urban, but but we need to like indicate that, so it's this weird mishmash of course none of us are costumers no and crucially none of us were African American in 1996 so we probably have no concept of what was appropriate or what he would have worn well but the thing is uh,
0: the actor who plays Tuvok is African American right Tuvok himself is just a Vulcan with dark skin right and so, I want to know what the conversation in character was uh-huh. back on the ship when they were kind of like going through Tom's Wait, why can't I just wear what book? you're wearing? <laughs> and they're like, well, it looks like people with darker skin back then wore this type of clothes. I mean, what if they weren't like, hey, Tuvok, we got to dress you like a black guy in LA in the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. because they wouldn't even have a concept of that. Right, right. So, I think we missed out on what could have been an informative and or hilarious scene the them durag. picking out their outfits. How will I hide my ears? Yeah. Don't worry. We got a thing. We got they a thing. A, they had a thing for that back then. Yeah, in Chakotay with
2: the uh, the, the Ch- Miami Vice, the Chakluni,
0: the Chakluni yes. here.
2: What was that? <laughs> oh my God, it's the Clooney. Though the sections where it's just him and Janeway rolling around, I was like, I would watch this procedural. Yeah, whatever it is, they're tracking down crime lords mm-hmm. in Miami. I'm in cocaine. I'm in. <laughs> Jake and the Fat Man, but it's just, it's Janeway and the Fat Man. Love it. <laughs> and then Tom, bless bless he just got what was left in the costume this closet. is what he wore to the he, he these are his Which, own clothes that is actually they were like hey, just
0: yeah just whatever you wore to the set today yeah go ahead and put that back God. on okay but janeway in that pantsuit though the cream colored pantsuit perfect i like it she looks fantastic <laughs> perfect
1: i wish they had all worn cream colored pantsuits this, this is, is what people, people wore in the 90s
2: <laughs> okay so they're walking around the boardwalk making their plan they're doing the walk and talk. Uh, they're saying like, I find it hard to believe that a ship would have landed here without being noticed. It's a super populated area. And they s- basically split up like, okay, you guys go check on this. We're going to go check on that. We're trying to f- track down this signal. Um, and then she says, well, captain, you got us home. And she's like, yeah not quite right. And then they start talking about, um, you know, um, they're where their family is now in this current era. That I, my grandmother was a school teacher uh, like in Arizona. This, la- this lady, this, this really awkward moment, and this like extra like bumps into them, but we can't see her face because they'd have to pay her more money. Yeah. Like that could have been my grandma. She does have your legs. I'm like, Ooh. awkward. Whoa. is feeling himself so much. He's in vacation mode. It's like, hey, hey, over major. the
0: line. And she's going to be I like, Chicote? I know that was considered a sexy haircut at the time, but <laughs> you're still at work,
2: Chicote. I think it kind of works for Maybe I'm the voice of dissent. The haircut? Yeah, I kind of like or it. Or the the whole thing, the whole outfit. The mean, outfit, definitely. Yeah, I think it works. I think good look for him. I'm on board. Him creepily talking Sign- about
1: her fucking legs does not work. Yeah, that
2: was awkward. That's, that was like her, like, all right, look, Chicote. That's still your boss, Chicote. I know you feel like every time it's you and me off the ship, you're gonna we're gonna get married and it's gonna yeah. be like that time. But you're gonna, it's gonna not. start making know, me another I, bathtub.
1: I know, I know we're in civvies right now. But we're on duty. <laughs>
2: yeah. Then we get some cool information, future information for us that future. this entire re- there's a there's an earthquake. The entire region sinks, and the largest coral reefs on the planet are in Los <laughs> yeah. Angeles. She's
0: like home to over six hundred unique marine species. And like you're a little wistful about something that would have conservatively resulted in the deaths of about three million people. Right, uh, the city of Los Angeles sunk into the cool. ocean. <laughs> but, but
2: but the perspective but, of being three four hundred years slide. removed, does yeah. human that human huh. loss doesn't mean anything to her. I don't. Yeah. Feel bad about the people at Pompeii. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of where she is. I mean, maybe I should. Now I feel a little bad. Yeah, I feel a little now bad. That now that I well. feel like the Pompeii spirits are going to come get me. Yeah,
0: right. I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Do you think they listen to our podcast?
2: They're the only ones who <laughs> the do. Ghost of Pompeii. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Paris and Tuvok are down on the beach. They're like, "Oh, we better head up to the boardwalk." And then you know, uh, Paris, of course, takes off his shirt, and Tuvok is groaning about, "Oh, this is damaging to your flesh." And he's yeah. like, "Take off your shirt, Tuvok." Come on, light sure. up. Crazy. Show me those guns. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's fine. It's just sort of like, Stop. these characters aren't together much, are they? No, they're, no, not?
0: they're yeah. not.
2: And they're trying to have like banter. I do yeah. like that the next time we see Tom,
0: like you can see he's already starting to get sunburned. Like oh, the, yeah. Like the actor from standing oh, around yeah. on set is already starting For, to burn. I can yeah. identify
2: with that. So they, they've been trying to track the signal. They can't find it. Then we jump back to Chakotay in January. They do find it. Like, it's right here. And then I was like, the hot dog stick? I knew it all along. <laughs> it's a spaceship. But they're like, they're like, so much for the time ship. I'm like, oh no, it's a time hobo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> time hobos, man. He yeah,
2: has like tachyon particles. They're or everywhere. Something they, Subspace, yeah. yeah. Then we jump to the lovely. Griffith Observatory, where
0: you meet the crooked FBI agent in Grand Theft Auto Five, was the first thing that popped into my head. Having never been to Los Angeles, all my reference points for LA come from
2: Grand. Oh, I've Auto actually been, I've actually been. I've been to Griff, the Griffith Observatory. Oh, really? Yeah, well, the one time I've we never were been. Out there. I've never been there. Was Sarah, it's super was Sarah cool. Sarah Silverman there. Sarah Silverman was not there. There's also no like secret, observatory. secret government. SETI, like it was an observatory well, in like the 1800s. There's now there's no secret game. SETI lab. There's a really amazing uh, stained glass.
1: What about the radio telescope? Don't think so. Oh shit.
2: Maybe I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but tell I don't know about it. Um, but um, so that we we're seeing monster movie posters and lots of like scanners and stuff, and then I had to be like. It took me like I was like she so looks so young. I'm like, is that Sarah Silverman? Yeah, it is Sarah Silverman, and this was totally pre-famous. Sarah oh, so, yeah, I mean she oh, was a yeah. thing in the '90s. She was she like, was a, I looked it up. She was 26. This is like yeah. one of her first speaking roles. But I
0: don't actually. think she was even a famous stand-up no. at this point, no. was she? Uh-uh. I don't not that I, I don't recall. I mean, I remember when she kind of started coming on the scene in the 2000s, but mm-hmm. not yeah,
2: 96. late 2000s, sort of when she. That's when I was like, this is peak 90s, mm-hmm. especially when she's like, no way way well, well she now <laughs>
1: she'd already been a uh, she was on I guess SNL in like okay 93 94 oh okay. okay all right cool.
0: yeah she's making her way up she's she uh is like immune to the passage of time i mean she looks yeah. about the same age now as she does yeah here in 96 mm-hmm. so good for her but uh, here she's the 90s hot nerd girl. She's probably like, right. ha- she's hacking things. She's into B-movies. She literally
2: looks like like she was spawned off the Buffy cast. Yeah. They're like, make, them, make her look like she's on Buffy. Yeah. Like, which I would yeah, put her on. Like, let's yeah. go back and remake Buffy and put Sarah Silverman in it. Cool. Like, she's nerdy and introverted, but she's still got to be TV hot at least. Right. right exactly. Right. Um, so then we'd make a hard jump. To a totally new location, totally new actor, quote unquote, someone we haven't seen since the cold open. So it takes, but he's got a, a famous enough face. That oh yeah. is, Much as they tried to hide him with all the, the stoner wig in the cold open, doesn't work. So he's handing off some component that some guy built from that's bad. We're, we're about to introduce our PC and I'm like, oh, this is evil time jumping. Um, what would be the right? Not Bill Gates. Like, He's like the head of Dell. If Dell's <laughs> technology came from a time ship, yeah,
1: Bill uh, Dell, or he's almost like Will, William Dell.
0: He's like a like mm. a evil time jumping Steve Jobs. Like if Steve mm. Jobs was, I don't think he, I know he was with Apple in the nineties. He wasn't really a celebrity yet at that point, right? But it would be like if you found out that Steve Jobs went forward in the future to get the technology for the iPhone. <laughs> you know, and just every few years he releases a new piece of revolutionary technology. Um, but this is why I got onto the, I I don't understand what the point of the thing was with the tattoo because you're going to cast a guy like Ed Begley Jr. who everybody recognizes immediately. Mm -hmm. Extremely well-known actor. (laughs) You didn't put, you put a lot of wig on him. It doesn't matter. The guy's got a really distinctive face. So the whole thing with the tattoo reveal is just like, yeah, we we knew, we got (laughs) it. We get it.
1: Here's my my experience. I missed the tattoo bit in the cold open. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Why is he dramatically getting water right now? (laughs) I just didn't understand what the
0: fuck they were doing. Water. I was like, okay. He should have been getting that water from a Brita filter, too, if
2: they had really wanted to stay on point with their guys' references. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, very quickly, he's yelling about business and he needs a component. He throws the guy out of his office. Right, business. Then he gets interrupted by Rain Robinson calling from the Griffith Observatory because he apparently gave them a lot of money to track for. Whatever a specific gamma signature, a specific gamma right. signature that yeah. only he could recognize. And she's like, "It's an orbit right above us. We got to tell people. We got to call NASA." He's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's not tell anyone ever. But not yet. That good work. Let's you know." Then they have some weird exchange about like, "Let's see if you know. Do you have some champagne for for ET?" She's like, "I got a six pack in the fridge." And I'm like,
0: <laughs> "All right, you. Well, what? You just don't tell anybody anything until I send my guy to come kill you,
2: right?" And it was it was like odd, like. They don't. Do they not quite know what the relationship between these characters are? Do yeah. they date? But then they like they don't know cha- each other. Well, it seems like maybe in an earlier draft of the script they were like supposed to be entangled somehow. But then they cast Sarah Silverman, who's dramatically younger than him, and but they didn't. Well, I do So what I got out of this was he
0: he donated a lot of money to fund some kind of project at the at that observatory. And in exchange for that, he wanted them to notify him What's if the pro- they ever found this yeah. specific gamma signature.
1: Well, it's clear it's the project she's running now, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's what she's doing.
2: Yeah. Like yeah, and yeah. I don't
0: know if he handpicked her or whatever, or she just got, you know.
2: Who knows? I don't know that, man. But Why then he gets I some water you? real dramatic. <laughs> real dramatic. Like, <laughs> which we see the rose tattoo. Yes, yes. Like, oh, the the yes. like, oh, it's the guy. He got the thing. Hydration okay. was important in ninety six. So I then real that. quick we <laughs> jump back to uh rain. Her side of the scene, where she's like sitting there and she's like, eh, "What the hell?" <laughs> and she sends the standard SETI greeting up mm-hmm. to Voyager, which is cool. I like that they did that. But I had the immediate reaction. I was like, "Oh no, Kim is at the con. Kim's
1: <laughs> gonna have to feel this." What do I do? I do love Hello? that whoever rando talking into and work at working the comms or whatever is like, should I resp- actually asks asks the question should i respond
0: we're being hailed kind of we're being hailed by a opinion- it's probably procedure being right? hailed by a pinium, too
2: we're not so much being hailed as a message is being thrown at us <laughs> <laughs> they want us to come into some sort of bulletin board <laughs> and play legend of the red dragon god um, so but yeah but luckily kim is like absolutely not we also find out that the the transporters are jacked from coming through the time warp. They only have the emergency transporters, but to use those, they have to get really close. Mm-hmm. So if they need to go down and save people, they will be seen, just establishing it for the end of this episode.
1: I Okay. She does say 10 kilometers. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: When they finally do go down... They're like they're like, na- <laughs> they're like <laughs> nip of the earth. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you're like a m you're like less you're like a half a mile up in the air. Lowering
0: snake shit. <laughs> Skimming the tops of the trees. <laughs> God.
1: Like ten kilometers is pretty fucking high up. No one would n- you know,
0: yeah. but those great shots of Voyager swooping over LA,
2: they do look good they for do. 1996 they TV. Did. Like, I right, think by making them like news cool. footage, yeah. like so it's supposed to be a little greeny, was a good choice. Yeah, it looks yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks good.
2: It's held up well over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they he calls down, tells the captain, like, hey, someone's sending us a signal, so they know we're here. And they're like, okay, we need to split up. You guys go toward this observatory where the signal's coming from and figure that out. We're going to go track down the time hobo. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, That's when they also find out that the transporters don't work because they give Paris the line, but nobody walks in Los Angeles. So she's like, figure it out, but do not contaminate the timeline. You know, like by stealing a truck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Then we get to uh, Chakotay and. Janeway approaching Captain Braxton, where he's like, who the hell are you? I'm a crazy old bum. Wait, Voyager. <laughs> like he's a prospector now. Yeah, he's, he's a little
0: cartoonish. get away from my he's, claim, very, yeah, he's,
2: very <laughs> he's a little cartoonish. Though I do like the phrase, Voyager fools. <laughs> it felt very, very supervillain. <laughs> so now we get the sort of explainer part of the episode where he talks about like when I faced you, I was a younger man confident in my mission, but that's been 30 years ago. He's like, well, how did we arrive so much later? He's like, pure chance. I was like, "Uh Mm. uh-huh. Then they have the argument about like, well, how did this work? How did this happen? Like, did Voyager cause this? he's like, yes, no, yes. (laughs) And then first he's like, yes, no. Yeah. But Mm. then we get the A to B to C leads to A, which I'll be honest. I love a good timeline explanation with chalk. Sure. <laughs> like, Back to the Future 2. Yeah. That's my favorite scene. Yep. I don't know why. I love it. So I loved this. I was like, yeah, you tell me about those timelines, buddy. Um, So basically, the, he tells them that if they fly the time ship without calibrating the Matrix, that's what causes the explosion in the 29th century. It's not Voyager's evolved somehow, but it's not Voyager but basically, him coming back to destroy Voyager set this whole sequence of events in motion, and so this everything will result in the explosion, which will lead to him coming back. It's a it's a it's a loop, right? Essentially,
1: something he would know if
2: he was a decent time cop. You would think so. Um, then we find out that the villain is Henry Starling that stole my time ship. I got put in a mental institution um uh, and he's like you'll be destroyed and we got to work all this out then the cops roll up and go J- we're J- J- immediately like we don't know this Moses dude he's crazy he he accosted us we're well, moving along bye. goodbye sir and <laughs> he's like
0: traitors he takes off running <laughs> yeah um they look a little concerned but you know
2: he's white so he's totally safe with lapd yeah, he'll be fine. he's in good hands um and I, actually, I did enjoy this scene, especially all his like r- crazed ramblings and his scribbles on like pizza boxes and stuff. Yeah. Of him recreating all this information. I'm like, okay, this is – remember, this is going to be the, the basis that they make a lot of decisions on mm-hmm. is this information. Uh, now we jump to the, the evil business of Henry Starling, which I didn't catch before until they showed the outside of the building. It's called Chrono, Chrono Works. I hate it. With a fucking you, you hate it because it's exactly it's appropriate. Exactly uh, what it would have been no, in 19- That is what it would have been in 1996. 19- 19- so. With the X and the e E-R, yeah, Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so then we find uh, out, like, he's answering a call from someone who's like, oh, you discovered Intelligent Life. He's like, no, this girl, she's crazy and a girl, so she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then we find out that Rain uh, emailed a friend who told a friend and all this. So he's like, hey, random henchman. Go to Griffith, get rid of her. You may have to use the, the v- weapon. The weapon. I'm like, oh, the
1: weapon. I do, I do appreciate the fact that May turned into, I will use this weapon first. 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 Immediately. first. Immediately. Before Immediately. I
2: have assessed their capabilities. Yeah. yeah. The use of the weapon is authorized. Now we arrive at the uh, Dodge Ram commercial mm. of um, can't,
1: can't prove he stole that car if the car doesn't exist
0: anymore. Well played, well, well played.
2: played. Uh, so they pull Wait, up. They're at saying, the observatory. And they, what,
0: what are you saying? That
2: well, they stole that car.
1: Yeah, and it gets vaporized in the next. scene. Oh,
0: I thought you were saying Dodge Rams don't exist anymore. Yeah, Dodge
1: Rams don't exist. No, they're anymore. they're a
0: proud brand. <laughs> well, I'm living I'm living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I passed four Dodge Rams on the way over here. Where nope, am they, I? Nope, those you are you um, concerted
2: <laughs> Those are you
1: voyage of fools. Um, <laughs>
2: Timelines so, altered. Tuvok and in in Paris like. have a nuanced conversation about the morality of stealing while you're in the past. Right.
0: He does say that they 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 pulled the old uh, fake test drive gig yeah. here. They were, oh, we'll take it for a test drive. And we'll drive it all the way up to Griffith Observatory and get it, was, it vaporized. It borrowed? Take it back.
2: Uh, they go into the office. Uh, rain is out somewhere. They're looking at the radio wave readouts. And then Tuvok yells, we have to leave everything exactly the same. Quit moving all this shit around. She comes in and she's like, Hey, get out. And, like, Hey, well, we were the tour. Could you tell us to get back to the lobby? And she's like, Yeah, go this way. And he's like, Hey, this place is pretty groovy. Groovy? Does that sound right? Actually, I'm with you, though. I love him not quite. Getting right. the like, I know sort of the twentieth century, but I don't know hyper specific.
0: Yeah. It'd, it'd be like if we all got set, like it like to nineteen forty, and we were like tried to call something the bees knees that's to the, us. That's in the ballpark. Anything right. pre World War
2: Two, but to people then, it would be glaringly. Just, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get the awkward flirting sequence. Yes, of your curves don't look great. She's like, "What?" And he's like, "No, your your math science stuff here on this on your Pentium too. Yeah, um, parabolas, and they're talking. Like, oh, you should use a theta wave blocker. Meanwhile, back there, um, uh, Tuvok is hacking, doing his hackers. Hacking the They fly. give the
0: uh, the tricorders
2: in this episode really get the sonic screwdriver treatment. They can it's do anything. It's just a
0: thing you can point at something; it'll do a thing for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they're they're pointing it at the monitor of a Pentium Two. I'm like, what are you? Yeah, what, what are, are you doing, doing from the monitor? Right, right. the monitor is t- like, we um, know that
0: now, Derek, but. In ninety six. In ninety six. Oh, uh, we're assessing this with the benefit of hindsight.
2: People didn't know shit <laughs> about computers. I, and, I know people didn't know shit about computers. But no, like, it's true. I'm saying physically the monitor has no there is no computer in the I, monitor. Uh, I know that, but Do you I've, know that? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah. I think I felt like I like, knew in nineteen ninety six that my monitor was not my computer. <laughs> we did.
1: But not necessarily everyone knew that. Like, right. think about. Well, like, it makes pa- sense for like the time travelers.
0: I don't know. My, my dad was like building computers. Well, there in you 1996. go. Six.
2: My dad is Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. He knew all about yeah. it. My dad invented the computer. Counterpoint. His my name dad
0: is... is Ed Begley Jr.'s character <laughs> from this. <laughs> oh, I knew well, it. This, you uh, dark uh, voyager uh, fools. Uh, you th- this, this episode took a twist.
2: <laughs> uh, this is when we get the, the joke about, like, she's like, where'd you learn all this? Like, oh, I went to Starfleet Academy. Like, I have my degree in astrophysics or whatever. She's like, well, where'd you get your degree? Because of course she's going to know everyone in her field. Also. He's like Starfleet Academy. This she's bothers like, me. She's like, where? He's like, Oh, it's an East Coast school. And that should have been the like, we leave now. Yeah. I've tipped my hand, I've said something weird. But then he's like, Hold up. This really hyper specific monster movie. Redirect to Energy hey, of the
0: Walking Dead.
2: Yeah. Let me rub some butter on you he real gets quick.
0: The butter on her. He my gets,
1: which my thing is like Starts. To- I, I don't I don't like the misstep anyway. I think he's better than that.
2: Yeah, it seems a little... It's a little creaky. That's yeah. fair. Um, would the, he necessarily even
0: know the name? I mean, I guess he could have been like...
1: Hey, just leave the name out. Oh, know. back east.
2: It's, back east. Back east somewhere. Or like, you know... Ne- or he it should it's have been like San school. Francisco. Just name a... Like, he's from. He's theoret- He's he, Well, actually, I don't know where Tom Paris is from on Earth. But he would know probably major cities in America or what was what used to be America. Yeah. Uh, anyway, especially because Starfleet Academy is in San Francisco. So... Uh, anywho, um, so they they flirt some, and she's like, and then uh, then I love too about being like, pardon me, Tom, it's like just, just pains him, just pains to him to not call him Lieutenant Lieutenant Paris. Uh, <laughs> it's like, let's go, our friends are waiting. And she's like, "Hey, so I do the planetarium shows," and she tells a really terrible joke. <laughs> the greatest stars in LA are right above us. <laughs> and I'm like, Sarah, I feel, I feel it, Sarah. You're, but you're so much better than yeah. the line yeah. they wrote for you. She brings a lot of charm to this dumb role that they she get really her does. In this episode, she really does. As the clueless local, yeah, uh, like she's, she's actually really fun in this episode. But then there's a fatal system error as they're walking out the door. Meanwhile, out the, out in the front lawn. Uh, Paris and Tuvok are like, oh, it's a shame. This could have like, she discovered intelligent life not on this planet. She'll never know. And then she comes running out like, hey, what did you do to my computer? And then and he's like, then the uh, the henchman from Starling shows up and he's like, red alert. I am. I will say, I'm impressed with that super phaser from the 29th <laughs> century. I was like, for real, <sighs> just vaporize that truck instantly. Yep. <laughs> Tuvok's hat comes off. Yes. For about. Eight seconds. Yes. Two scenes later, we find out that Rain saw his pointed ears. She
0: had secretly rolled 20 on a perception check. Yeah, in the midst of this. Chose not
2: to reveal that to the rest of the party at that time. In the midst of this firefight, she noticed that eight-second reveal. Okay, fine. So back on Voyager, we actually see Kim being a pretty decent commanding officer. We're going to skip over
0: the line where she's like... Tell me about that thing in your pants. And Tuvok goes, I your, <laughs> I
1: your oh, I'm sorry. Part. I'm talking about the phaser.
2: <laughs> I totally forgot that. So it's not phaser How in your you pants. you forget?
1: So. That's literally the best part of this entire episode. No, it's not, um, it's not at
2: all. And so we find out that um, Kim has had Kes and Neelix monitor all the media broadcasts of the planet to see if anything pops up that, says, that suggests that they've spotted voyager or anyone weird or anything weird and like oh yeah we started this algorithm that will tell us if anything pops up but we found this really interesting media broadcast called a <laughs> soap, soap opera and then they get into this conversation about he's like Kim's like, uh, I don't know if I'd like it if I can't be in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, you're spoiled by the holodeck. It's something nice to just sort of passively watch a narrative. It swept and up in a narrative. I like that exchange. Yeah, it, was, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with the plot
0: of this episode. No. But, no. It's a little color, But it's a good point. Yeah, well, I get it makes sense that in 96, as video games were getting better. Mm-hmm. And better, and you know, new and console gaming was you know, it, it really in its golden age, um, right around that time. That it was like, yeah, but you know, people still like books, you don't have to be able to interact with everything, right? Exactly. And their faces are adorable as it, know. it cuts away, and you have this extra maybe six seconds longer than you'd expect shot of them watching, yeah. You get some dialogue, of and of the of actual stuff. dialogue, and yeah. stuff, are like,
1: I'll know, Sharon, his son is. No, it's like, our son is his son. Yeah.
0: All oh, you need to know, and, Jack. But Neelix and, uh, and Kess are really, yeah, they're really just...
2: cute. From, <laughs> in, and like, I know, the... even if they don't establish it in the part two of this episode, they're going to download Everything. all of that soap opera. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. to. Uh, okay, so <laughs> then we go to Chakotay and Janeway breaking into Starling's office. They're looking around at stuff like, oh, he's rich and powerful, and you go to match. Then I love her, like, approaching the computer like it's a relic. And then her starting to like hunt and peck. And Tony's like, you never learned to type? She's like, Beneath me. Yeah. Like I didn't learn how to like what was she say? like it's a stone tool and Oh yeah. Like,
0: what, what is it, the comparison she makes there? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's what it is she I didn't yeah. learn like, how to uh, churn into didn't didn't a class either. on stone knives and bear skins either.
2: Also which is like whoa. Jeez. Shot across the bow there. If yeah. But uh, then I love when they open up the computer and like, oh, they use pictographs to show what each yeah. part of the computer is I'm like. Okay, cool. Um, meanwhile, in the van, in Rain's van that uh, Paris and Tuvok have absconded with, they they realize their communicators are jacked up. She's like, you need to turn a left here and a left here, and you're taking me home, which I didn't at the time realize. But it's it's a weird callback to which she gave them directions to the lobby. Like, she, she did the exact same things. like, you go out, you take a left, and then you take a left. Yeah. And now she's like, you take a left, take a left, and you take me home. I'm like, what a weird why. Like, why yeah. you put a call back there? But they, apparently they've told her that they're secret agents. Okay? I'm with this. And then her whole bit shtick about, like, I'm taking a deep breath, and I'm going to climb out, and I'm going to scream. And I'm like, would really people pay that much attention in Los Angeles? No. no just Maybe, like, maybe yeah, not. She's
0: just a tweaker. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't have...
2: <laughs> But the bit where Paris says, "Oh, it's a Soviet spy satellite," she's like, "The USSR fell apart five years ago." He's like, oh, damn! Did it again. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what the the KGB may be gone, but the secret KGB, yeah,
2: they're they're, they're still there, and they are bad. They are bad. <laughs> bad. Then they have the conversation about Tuvok's ears, and he's like, "It's a family trait," which is true, it's very true. Uh, then we jump back to Chakotay. And Janeway, they're like, okay, he got all his tech from the time ship, and then they realized something very cool: the computer age of the 20th century should not have happened. Right? It right. was our so our timeline of where we are now with these giant computers and tiny computers in our pocket should not have happened. It was caused by this time ship landing yep. in 1967, but it is part of their timeline now. Like they cannot change it. So it checks out because
0: microchips did kind of come out of nowhere in like the mid seventies. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, this is just this technology that we yeah. had and there weren't really steps up to it. Like computers ran on vacuum tubes and all of a sudden we had microchips. Uh-huh. So that's actually pretty good. Like a pretty yeah. thorough cool idea interrogation of that
2: that they've that they've incorporated in this. Yeah. And I love how they talk about every three, four years, he just comes out with a Ta da! The of most the revolutionary this is what thing. We've been working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to download all the stuff from his computer. Uh, they use the tricorder to hack his password or his encryption or whatever, which I'm like, okay, sure, tricorders can do that. Uh, then they have the quick conversation about time travel and she's like these godforsaken. i swore when i left the academy that right. i was not gonna do all this paradox who do then i was like so we're just not gonna bring up season one are we nope nope we're not gonna talk about that time we time paradoxed an entire race into and out of existence a couple times yeah it's totally fine cool all yeah. right moving on pretend it never happened i think this is the first time i've noticed
0: of a clear continuity error yeah, like yeah.
2: brush that right under the rug. We're just not going to talk about that. Yep. That never happened. Then our villain, Starling, waltzes in, I see you've made yourself at home. Commercial. Commercial. Then back for commercial. He's like, okay, you're from the future. And then she has the communicator and she's talking to Kim because they're trying to download the stuff. And she's like, and then he's like, stop or I'll kill your captain. I'm like- I feel like the threat level of this villain jumped up very quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. wouldn't he negotiate? Cause he theoretically, he's like, okay, he has a one ship of this 29th century yeah. super powerful race. Theoretically, this is what he's feared all along, that they're gonna come back to get it. Yeah. Wouldn't he be more prepared to like negotiate, but immediately to like, I'll kill you? It's like, well, we've actually deleted you from the timeline. You should feel the effects now You're right. you know kind of thing yeah um I f-
1: yeah i feel like he jumped from being like ambitious greedy business dude to, to complete, maniacal, complete villain. evil villain yeah
0: well they also talk uh, earlier in this episode about like well you know with his with his crude and rudimentary command of 29th century technology and it actually turns out like he i don't know if this is a, if that's a writer error or if it was supposed to be that they underestimated him but his command of that technology is Good, Substantial, good enough. Good, I mean, and that good enough. Maybe where his willingness to be threatening comes yeah. from. But yeah. he knows yeah. if it comes down to it, he has a lot of aces he can play against them.
2: Yeah, admittedly, I think it's partially like we need the threat level. We need to go off now. Level, yeah, and so he's very competent, very evil, immediately a huge threat, but also thought like well, purposefully st- a lot of. Federation technology specifically, is designed to be easy to use. Right. Like, to be easy to access, easy to understand, that kind of thing. And he's been working with something that's 500 years past it for the past 30 years. Yeah. So I can buy it. It doesn't bug me too much. Uh, so they break the link, and basically they're, they're, they say, okay, we gotta go get him. This is the big... Kim has to make a decision scene. The captain put you in charge. He's like, well, if we go, well, the captain told us not to. And he's like, and Tori's like, you got to make the decision. And Kim's, I was surprised. I thought he was going to be like, no, we're staying right where we are. Mm -hmm. Cause that made the most sense to me. Cause I knew this was a two parter, honestly, which is, you know, meta knowledge. But I was like, okay. But then he was like, nah, we're going in to get him. I'm like, all right, Kim. All right. Surprise me there. Yeah. So he says, take us down. Then we find out that the Starling's computer has over 3,000 gigabytes of information. An unfathomable amount of information. Three terabytes. Three whole terabytes. That's two right there. This little
1: thing smaller than my palm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cavemen. (laughs) What Neanderthals we were in 96 when we were all in high school. Right. (laughs) I do like that Jane Way immediately jumps to I will vaporize this building. <laughs> well, I will call an airstrike down on this building. That
0: will not pollute the timeline in any way. You're completely That's-
2: bluffing, but fine. Because the technology's out. That's <laughs> right. fine. That shouldn't affect the she's bluffing, but then we uh Voyager flies down and then they beam them out and the villain's like, Oh no. And then I do like she gives the the the, the nod. To Kim of uh you have an impeccable sense of timing. Not a bad first time in the cha- The big chair. <laughs> he just grins like a big doofus. He's like, but I you wanna would. I wanna take this moment and put it inside me. Yeah. Hold it forever. <laughs> Stored away in my case with my clarinet. <laughs> so um They're trying to beam up the – she's like, beam that time ship up. But then like the the transport get disrupted because he's changing all the various – then they realize he's using the transporter beam as a connection to the ship to start downloading all of their information. Which I
0: guess we just have to accept that that would work. Yeah, I don't – That somehow the transporter beam would be linked into the main computer in a way that would allow him to do that. I mean, why would you – Maybe there's like a
2: carrier signal that goes with it or – Well, I mean,
0: he does have – he has had access to, I guess, 29th century
1: tech. It just seems like so. those would
2: be
0: stovepipe systems. Yeah. But
1: yeah. I don't want, I understand I don't why one would they, be related they, to I, the I, other. They've, they've hijacked transporter beams for other stuff. They d- disguised it as other stuff before. So I, I think it's fine. I don't have a problem. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I mean,
2: they have done that. You win this round. For, uh, you for, win this round for guy Josh. who's supposed to be tearing the show <laughs> for down. For Josh. yeah, yeah. Th- Thank you. Um, <laughs> so he's gotten champion, into their propulsion as, as systems always. and they're having all these problems. Yeah. And then they, they're like, and then he's gotten 20% of our computer files and then he calls up and she's like, he's like, he's like, hello. And then she's like, Janeway here. And he's like, "Oh, look! You're not from the 29th century. Mm. You're from the garbage 24th century." And then he's like, "Oh, look at this! Look at that!" And then she's like, "Cut him! (laughs) Cut him off!" He was about to say what she does in that Hollow novel. Uh, He was like, "I pulled
0: up the logs from your recent visit to your Hollow novel, huh?" Interesting.
2: So shut it down. Can't take that risk. In quick succession, for the cliffhanger, we get uh, okay. They call down to sickbay for some reason, and then like, "Well, the doctor, he's gone." His program is gone. And I'm like, they done stole the doctor, mm-hmm. which is a little weird because we had not seen him at any point prior in this episode. No. no. Like, not even a, like, hey, uh, guys. Also. I'm on the ship.
1: Does that guy have hollow emitters in his office?
2: Also an important question. Well,
1: also, we, also, but also, they
0: do they do. Wait, did they explain that in this one or the next one? The next must be the next one. It's not
2: explained. He's just like, "How did I get here?"
0: Also,
1: didn't we have this whole thing about you can't just download and copy the doctor to places? We didn't copy him. They downloaded
0: him. They moved the (laughs) whole file. He was literally stealing stealing files directly. Well, but when did we say that he can't? We were saying he can't copy him easily. But that because he's so because it's like however many gigabytes. But he can download him. Yes. They have, da- they have downloaded him into different parts of the ship before. They have moved his file around.
1: Where there are hollow emitters.
2: There, there are hollow emitters. But I'm just office. saying,
1: if the file can be moved,
2: why can't it be copied? Are you trying to w- go back and win? I'm trying to, the, go,
1: I'm trying to win in a reverse. Prior,
2: a, prior <laughs> a prior episode. episode.
0: <laughs> reverse judgment uh, on something.
2: Overturn! This is an
0: appeal! <laughs>
2: something from season two, oh, I guess. Oh, do yeah. oh. we even have
1: those? Oh, we should have an no, appeals episode. To That'd be appeals. funny. That'd be funny. System
0: of
2: appeals? An appellate court? That'd be
0: so awesome. Oh, my God. We'll do that for the Patreon. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll start doing appellate episodes.
2: <laughs> um, okay. But then it ends with like, hey, there's something on the TV you should see. And it's the cool shot of Voyager yeah, on like yeah. the LA news. And I'm like, and, and you could see Janeway being like, well, fuck. Oh, we done, fuck done made up. a mess of this now. We done Voyager. We're in sh- it now. We done
1: voyagered the shit out of this thing. Right, we God. might
0: as well rule this planet as warlords now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just
1: <laughs> timeline
2: be damned. So technically we made it back home. <laughs> 90s ain't all bad. It ain't all bad. So uh, final thoughts. <laughs>
1: uh, 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 um. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. I I enjoyed the episode. It's it is fun.
0: Uh,
1: is it is it great? I don't know necessarily. I, don't, I enjoyed it. That I really don't have any. I mean, anything su- super mm-hmm. super negative about it? It would be nitpicky at best. Um, but I, I think overall I enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent setup for the next part as well. And more, and more than just a setup, it was actually entertaining in and of itself. Unlike past two-parter setups, like basics part, basics one. part one, basics right. yeah. part two. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in that, I think they've improved in in doing the two-parter.
0: Yeah, you have to judge it based on what you think they were trying to accomplish here, right? I mean, they, I don't think they're trying to tell a, a moving story. It's supposed to be fun. It's a romp. Mm-hmm. Um, they successfully throw back to the kind of humor. Um, that was present in the the TOS movie where mm-hmm. they go back to San Francisco, the whole, the one with the whales, voyage home, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, voyage home, um, it's right there in the title. And I think that they they voyage, they voyage, <laughs> home. Voyager home, voyage. <laughs> That's what they wanted to call this, but they didn't have the guts. <laughs>
0: Star Trek Six, the one with the whales, um, yeah. And, and so it's um, watched it. oh, you haven't seen that one.
1: I said I still would have
0: watched. it. Oh, I thought you said it, I, no, no. I still haven't watched. Of course, it. I love yeah. that movie. Okay, yeah, it's but so it's, weird. It, it has a real it has a, it has a real similar feel to that. Some of the jokes do anyway. The pacing of it, the the mm-hmm. sense of like, oh, there's danger, but there's also levity because it's yeah. so ridiculous that we have taken people from their ridiculous fictional time and dropped them yeah. into our ridiculous real world time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think that's what they were setting out for here. You know, it's not sure. like it's a season finale two parter where you're trying to bring a chapter to the close. It's yeah. just. It's, an, it's a good change of pace, frankly, too, because mm-hmm. Voyager gets grim so much, you Yeah, know? Uh, that, that well, they, just to have something where clearly the purpose of this was for them to enjoy it yeah. and for you, the audience, to enjoy it. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's the first half of a two-parter, but it's enjoyable in its own right.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm on the same boat. Uh, after recent episode, uh, False Prophets, when we saw them be like, this is a comedy oh, episode God. and just watch it turn into acid yeah <laughs> that eats your face this is this is a like i think you have the right word it's a romp mm-hmm. like it's shenanigans it's yeah. hijinks there's danger but not really like everything you know ca- it's gonna work out okay you know what we're here for yeah. we're here for a good time and i did in fact have a good time yeah and you were all also agree with you like it's satisfying as a standalone episode but it clearly sets up the what's gonna happen next episode uh and it, it, it's it's just fun getting people out of costume and getting the, their normal clothes that's like I said and I I love time travel and it like just like we talked about way back in season 1 I love time travel and if you can manage to just not uh, antagonize me yeah then it's it's fine I'll right. I'll swallow anything as long as you don't antagonize me don't insult me yeah don't yeah. insult me I'll along for the ride but don't I'll insult I'll give me. you so much leeway
1: so qu- question yes. question Do you think all time travel is – do you think that they experience it like they do in uh, a voyage home where it's like cloud heads of yourselves and things? And then like the whale form and then at the very end they they like throw a mannequin into a body of water? Yes.
2: Yeah. That's That's what happened. They didn't show it.
1: Everyone experiences that when they travel through time? They didn't show
2: it because it's understood. Right. But yeah, that's That's definitely
0: how it happened. That's how it it
2: is. I do want to make one small – Diction slash hope for the next episode. Okay, because because I haven't seen it, I don't know what happens.
1: Sarah Silverman
2: joins the crew. It's fine. Not going to happen. If that's what you were. I thinking. know that doesn't happen. <laughs> Would be awesome, but not going. to Yes, not going to happen. Right. Um. No, because I know that they're going to return to status quo. We know they're not going to. They're not getting home this episode. They're going to return to the Delta Quadrant, exactly where they left, or very close to where they left, contemporaneous in time. However. If no one at least brings up the concept of like, hey, what if we left a message here that wouldn't be discovered until after Voyager leaves for the Delta Quadrant, maybe on the site of where Starfleet will be built or something like they'd have to like, if no one at least even brings up the idea, I ha- I'll i be mad. I have a better idea for you. Okay. What if they stop the
1: launching of that ship? The time ship. The time ship. Stay there. Find a way to put them all in stasis for however many years, and then they... Un- unlock when they catch up his, with time. his
0: idea sounds
2: easier it
1: does
0: stasis technology I mean but
2: I, I think we're, we're kind of on the same page well, how how,
1: like, long, how, how, long, how long was Scotty trapped in a, a like a, that transporter loop oh it was like a 100 years but would yeah. even
0: like let's say you bear like you said burying it in a time capsule where there will where mm. someday they will break ground and build Starfleet headquarters would even that be too great of a risk yeah to- I
2: don't know like I, I think the logistics are what's a good risk what's a bad risk are, th- are why they wouldn't do it mm. but if no one at least broaches sure. we have this unique opportunity that we will never have again I'll be a little like wasted wasted opportunity well I
0: don't want I mean I hate to jump ahead and spoil anything but you know who does show up to finally like unravel this whole situation for them who Cosimo <laughs> <laughs> it's me oh, I'm Harry, Harry Kim, Kim! Harry Kim! I'm you do like it before.
1: Fly the ship through the time arrest. Wait a minute. You're not the real Harry Kim. You're a copy. <sighs> You're a copy. The real Harry Kim is an ice cube floating in space somewhere.
2: Maybe that explains why this Harry Kim is so, you know, yeah. can make decisions. Cool. Competent. Cool. Strong. Cool. Cool as a cucumber. Hair in his face. That's right. Not afraid to show emotions. Holds his friend's hands when they're in prison. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. We're on to That's something. Right. That's right. But the real question is, how is Seska involved? I know. She's there clearly. No How did she orchestrate this from beyond time? There and were no, death, ha- there no, no hashtags. No, no,
1: no. You didn't see. There's a. There's a secret room in his office where it's her office. She's there the whole time watching. There was
0: the lady that bumped into them on the boardwalk. Saska. It was
1: totally Saska.
0: There was no such thing as a hashtag in I, 1996, so I'll just say pound sign Saska lives. <laughs>
2: We're going to get to the bottom of this goddamn mystery.
1: It's also a fact that Janeway and Seska's legs are very similar. They're leg twins. Weird. Well, Chakotay's the one that said that she had her legs. Just saying.
0: Are you done? Now I'm done.
2: the good citizens of the jury have reviewed the evidence gentlemen your closing arguments thank you your honor
1: futures End part one is garbage indeed it is quite far from being all that and a bag of chips sure mr spurlock here may say otherwise but i say as if good sir talk to the hand booyah your honor and word to
2: your mother Commander Spurlock.
0: Your Honor, in closing, I'd like to remind the court and the jury of the precedent established by the people v. every episode of Doctor Who ever made, in which the court ruled it was okay to ignore paradoxes and narrative inconsistencies, provided that the end product was an enjoyable piece of TV. And folks, I don't think I have to stand here and argue the enjoyability of an episode that features Sarah Silverman, Ed Bagley Jr., and Captain Janeway's sexy but sensible cream-colored pantsuit.
2: Ultimately, the fate of this voyage is up to you good beings on the jury, but it is my august responsibility to make judgment based on the evidence and argument placed before the court today. After reviewing it all, I hereby decree that Case 308, Futures End Part 1, is good. These verdicts cannot be appealed. They are final and irrevocable within this quadrant, Space Time Continuum and County Court adjourned.
0: The People versus Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of no one. Space Judge Midnightian Later is played by Derek Adams. The Prosecution, Commodore 512 is played by Jonathan Sparks. The Defense, Commander Matthias Zap Spurlock is played by Josh Darnell. All episodes of Star Trek Voyager are presumed good until proven garbage.
1: presentation for more excruciating action please subscribe on itunes or wherever you seek podcast content
2: and we definitely we can't appeal places because i just said they cannot be appealed and apparently in every episode and we oh. forgot oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah i don't listen to it either i Dude, just say it's it. it's literally been said it. in every single episode these cannot be appealed yeah <laughs>